Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. Alongside Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. Right now, we are going out for our weekly conversation with the bo- voice of the blues. Chris Kirby joins us via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Curbs, we always appreciate the time, man. I want to bring you in on a conversation that we were just having about Brandon Saad because he's he's been exactly as advertised so far for the blues. He's going to the front of the net, and the result is 12 goals in the first 32 games of the season for him. I think what's strange for us is that he only has four assists and this is not a criticism of his game. He's again, been pretty much what he was expected to be. Is that a line that you expected from Brandon sod 12 goals, four assists. It's just surprising to see something like that. Yeah. You know what? He's never really been a big assist guy. I don't, I don't think in his career, he's ever actually even hit the 30 assist, uh, the, the, the 30 assist plateau. And I know the last couple of years, you know, when he was in, in Chicago prior to joining, you know, Colorado, and he only had nine assists last year for Colorado. But but I think he was like 36 assists in the previous two years. So, no, he, he's not a big assist guy. He's he's the guy that goes into the corners, he'll get the puck, he uses uh, some decent speed, gets down the wing, he drives and net, he crashes and net, and he finds it and he scores. So, you know, again, Brandon Saad's one of those kind of total package guys that you have part of the lineup another swiss army nice a knife for lack of a better way of putting it guys if he's able to get you in that 20 goal range and in that 15 to 20 assist range by the end by the end of the season and you're looking at a 40 to 50 point season for him but he's penalty killing and he's power play time and and and, he, and he's helping you eat good solid uh plus minus on the plus side and five on five you're getting exactly what you need from him so I think it's a little bit low, but but I don't know that you're expecting a, a much greater ratio than the one you're seeing now. And you know, Curves, the one thing that I like from practice today, and look, this team has just been hit time after time when it comes to COVID protocol, and now with their forwards and Perron and Shannon Tarasenko still on it, I really enjoy the idea of Brandon Saad playing with Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. Someone texted into us and said, if you put Robert Thomas's assist with Brandon Saad's goal, you're looking at an elite player in itself. That's why I actually love the idea of a guy who goes to the net with Thomas and Cairo. Look, look guys, when this team is, is fully loaded and ready to go, Brandon Saad is probably slotted in a third line role, in my, in my opinion, with this team. And then depending on how the game goes, he moves up the lineup. Uh, much like an Oscar Sundquist in that, when when he when Craig Berube wants to change the look of a line, maybe give a little heartburn to the other coach, you put those guys up the line, and it creates some matchup differences. Uh, much like uh, what putting Sundquist up on that second line did in round one in 2019, uh, and Brandon Saad has has that kind of ability to change the look of a line. The one thing I think we've seen for sure is he's got to be on a line with some speed. And I, I think you've got to just make sure that top to bottom. You've got speed somewhere on all four of your lines because it is it, it's such a speed game around the National Hockey League right now. So the ability the ability to to put some speed out there with him that can get in behind the defense, get the pucks first, and then find him coming to the net could be a huge thing. And and the other the other thing you've got with Brandon Saad is, is exactly what you described, Alex, in, in the fact that when guys are out, you can fill other roles. 
and that's what you're looking for with him. That, that, that's why he's been so versatile for this team this year. The voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, joining us here on BK and Ferrario. Kerbs, I, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Oscar Sundquist as a guy that you can play up and down the lineup. We were talking about him earlier today and yesterday as well, and I, I wanted to bring you in on this conversation too because one of the guys that we talked so much about in the last few weeks is Jacob Chikrin uh, for obvious reasons. He's going to be the best defenseman that's potentially available at the trade market. He's 23 years old. He has multiple years left on his contract, and Arizona is going to be looking for a King's Ransom if they decide to trade him. The Athletic had a great piece earlier today. I don't know if you've seen it, Curbs, but it basically talked about the, the comps for a trade like this, and they decided over the last decade there really aren't any because of how many years he has remaining on his contract. So yesterday, we put together, based on all of the reports, what we think could be a, a reasonable type of ask from Arizona for the Blues if they were going to make a deal like this we said is Joel Hofer Scott Perunovic a first round pick and if they want a player on an NHL roster right now they'd probably ask you about Barbie or Sonny and I don't think that the Blues given what Barbie has done this year would even be willing to listen to something like that so you add Sonny into the back end of that that offer what is the future in your opinion I don't necessarily need you to to give your thoughts on that trade offer if you don't want to but what does the future look like for Oscar Sundquist here in St. Louis? Where does he fit in with this top nine, in your opinion? Well, well, well. First off, I would like if if that is what Bill Armstrong asked of the St. Louis Blues in a trade for Chikrin, uh, that's a quick no, a hard no, and you move on to somebody else. You know, that's that that's more than you gave up for Wayne Gretzky, essentially. Well, this um, guy's twenty three you know, at, at the time. The, the way I look at that, but. And, and, and look, I'm okay with the prospects part of that, by the way. However you feel the prospects mix in there in a trade like that, I'm okay with the prospects if you're getting a player back, in this case, to a guy that you know still has some upsides, can be an impactful player right away. You've got him for a few years. Because all you've really done then is you've advanced the development process. So I'm, I'm actually okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. But if you look at where the Arizona Coyotes are, you know, yeah, you, you look, one, in any trade the Blues have potentially make right now, guys, it's got to be dollars in, dollars out. They're right up against the cap. So unless somebody else ends up on a long-term IR situation and knock on wood, we hope that doesn't happen. And since we've only got six guys left that haven't had COVID yet, it looks like we're coming to the end of what could be that scenario before the midway point of the season. You know, th th that's going to be one factor there. The, you know, the other thing is Oscar Sundquist is such an integral part uh, of this hockey team. And, and, Looked at that first year with the St. Louis Blues, he averaged just over 10 minutes a game, and he, and he wasn't quite comfortable. And all the scouting reports the Blues had on him was, you've got to wait for this guy to get comfortable, and when it does, he takes off. And, and he did take off. Now, I know that the injuries have really crept in over the last uh, season and a half, but I this guy is quickly back up to nearly 14 and a half to 15 minutes a game this year. He's only 20 games in after missing all that time. It still takes some time to get him going. Uh, you still have that lineup inconsistency, so we've seen him go up and down the lineup. And when Craig Berube has called this guy the head of our snake, meaning we go as he goes, that tells you something about a player like that. So I, he's way too critical uh, a piece of this team, in my opinion, both on the ice and in the locker room. That When you end up moving a guy like that, fellas, that's where you start to potentially mess with, mess with chemistry. Uh, of your team in the room I, I don't that's one thing I really don't like to mess with and there are certain guys I think on this team that are chemistry guys Oscar Sundquist is clearly one of them so moving forward 
If Oscar Sundquist continues in that third-line role and slides up to the second-line role when opportunity is available, that's where you see him in there because if a Jake Neighbors were to come in or an Alexander Bolduc or, or somebody were to come in and continue to grow, you're looking at one of those guys maybe in a top-six role, and, and that keeps Oscar in that third-line role. But oh, just a, an absolute critical piece to this team, in my opinion. So, Curbs, you mentioned chemistry, and Jamie Rivers last week on the Fast Lane talked about how, you know, if, if it were his opinion to make the trade sooner rather than later to bring in a defenseman, if that is the route Doug Armstrong is going. Do you lean on that side, or would you rather see things play out closer to the trade deadline before you pull the move? Uh, look, I, if if there is a move that is there to be made, and you can and you 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 target a piece that you want or you know you want, and you can get it done sooner, you get it done sooner. You get it done as soon as you can when you feel that the deal is fair for you, because if it's fair now, there's a chance that if you waited a month and a half and a couple other teams start to get in, the asking price goes up, things change. Okay, so. To me, Doug Armstrong's history has shown that if there is a deal to be done sooner because it is a fair deal at that time, that, that's, that's when you make that deal. So, um, it, it, to me, you, just, you knock on those doors and, and you wait and see. Now, what happens is, is it, look, like look at right now, go look at the standings and try and figure who's in, who's out. You know, and, and there's still a good number of teams that as you're hitting the halfway point in the West, especially that you think, okay, they're in. Now, yes, the Coyotes and, and, and the uh, Kraken appear to be two teams that are out. But, you know, and look, look at that scenario there, and you'd be talking about the Coyotes. Don't forget, if you keep Chickren in mind, trading a guy inside their division. You don't see hockey trades made all that often inside uh, with divisional teams here. Keep that part in mind. You know, so, but, but yeah, Alex, to me, everybody would prefer sooner than later on trades because of the time you get in there. I'll, I'll give you uh, guys. I'll give you a comparison, maybe on this on on, on, a, on a chicken trade, that I don't think people are bringing up. Eric Johnson. When the Blues traded Eric Johnson, he had just finished and he was just in his third season in the National Hockey League. He was at the time twenty two years of age. And yes, Eric Johnson was a first overall pick. Jacob Chikrin was not the first overall pick. But once you see a window, and, and look at some of the point totals, you know, Johnson, 33 points one year, 39 the next. And so that's his point production was clearly a little bit more than Chickren's was. And he's coming, he came into a team that, that wasn't very good. But look at the haul that, uh, that was included in that one to Colorado. Now the Blues end up getting Shattenkirk, and they end up getting um, Stewart back in terms of players on that one. So Eric Johnson could be an intriguing comparable if there is a Chickren deal eventually made in the National Hockey League. We're talking to Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Kerbs, we'll get you out of here on this. When you look at what the Blues are missing in their lineup tomorrow with David Perron, uh, Colton Pareko, both on the COVID list, and then David uh, – who else was the other one that I'm missing here? Uh, Perron, Shen. Tarasenko. Tarasenko. Was the third. Yeah, Walman and Perunovic. What are you – I think the guy that I'm most focused on is, is Pareko and the minutes that he takes up on the back end. How do you replace that? going into tomorrow night's game? You don't. You spread it out. You're going to put a lot more weight onto Justin Falk and probably put a lot more weight as well onto Tory Krug. You know, those guys will get some of the bigger matchups. Look, we saw them handle that last year when Colton was, was injured and kind of in and out of the lineup and wasn't quite 100%. Uh, I think Nico Mikkel is going to have to be pretty steady. That's one of those situations, Brandon, to me, where you got to spread those minutes out a little bit, you know, because – 
if Justin Falk is, is, has been playing 20 minutes a game, you give him five more, there, there's still 15 more minutes of Pareko that have to be eaten by somebody. But, look, you're, I, I think you're playing a team that is not a massive uh, threat offensively uh, if, from that standpoint. You're obviously going to fill in, you know, defensively with a guy like a Robert Portuzo. And if they do decide to go with Callie Rosen, Callie Rosen hasn't looked out of place yet. He didn't didn't look out of place in the preseason, and the games he's played in the regular season hasn't mattered. I, I think this team, from a matchup standpoint, still is deep enough that they'll be able to weather the storm while he's out. And, man, they just have that mental approach, don't they? Who's out? All right, next up, let's just go play hockey. And uh, so far, they've been able to to get themselves through it and have to find a way for another 10 days. He's the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber. You'll hear him on the call tomorrow night, Blues versus Seattle Kraken. You hear it right here on 101 ESPN. Kerbs, we always appreciate the time, man. We'll talk with you again next week. All right, guys. Have, have an awesome week. We'll see you on the